You're tuned in to the ETBU Sports Net, and this is the Texas Tiger Podcast. This is a special podcast brought to you by Bill Coates and ESPN Tyler. As Coates talks to Brian Maper about the spring football season on ESPN Tyler. There is spring football. And the ETBU Tigers are playing spring football. The American Southwest Conference is now into a, a month into its season, and there's a huge game coming up on Saturday in Marshall between the Tigers and Mary Harden Baylor. It's a one o'clock start time, and the coach Brian Maper joins us on the Ameritex Roll Off Hotline. Coach, you lost a tough one on Saturday to Louisiana College, so uh, you've got uh, got some ground to cover this week. But uh, if you win, you accomplish everything you want to accomplish, right? Yes, sir. Exactly. Yeah, you know, we just got to correct our mistakes and and then focus on on them. And this is, like you said, this is kind of the big one we we always circle on the calendar and, and the team that we want to compete against. Uh, so we're definitely excited about playing them and and redeeming last week's uh, lost. Mary Harden Baylor is kind of the gold standard of that league. They won a national championships two or three years ago. So uh, you know they're 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 pretty darn good. They've kind of been uh, that club that everybody wants to beat in that league, have they? Uh, no question about it. They've done a, a super job. They've uh, got some good talent. They they play sound football. They don't make a lot of mistakes. So uh, <laughs> obviously we need to replicate that. Um, but yeah, they're 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 a great team. Um, so yeah, definitely excited about playing them Saturday. What's it like to play spring football, Coach? Uh, you know, really football is a uh, it's football, especially when you have about. 15 months off and when you practice against each other all fall it's uh you're just glad to get out there um i felt sorry for kind of some of the teams that had the first week off and then they had the snowstorm and then they had the week after so some had to go an extra three weeks before they played their first game um but yeah when it comes down to it when the whistle blows it's just playing football um you know i guess the main difference is is the crowd with COVID protocols were really less our first game. They didn't allow any fans in the, the game when we played Southwestern. Um, then we had our game here against Bellhaven, and we were just allowed um, each player, each band member, were allowed just a certain amount. So, unfortunately, the community couldn't come in here um, just because of a percentage protocol for COVID. So it's uh, that's the only thing. But I, I wear a double headset, so I can't hear anybody anyway. <laughs> <laughs> in a normal year, you play Mary Harden Baylor at home, there would be a great atmosphere in the fall. Can you replicate that in any way on Saturday? Um, you know, just by the energy on the game field itself. I mean, it's still the same game. But like you said, when you come out there and it's jam-packed, I mean, people on the hill, they travel. They do a great job traveling. We do a great job with the support here on campus in our family. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's going to be hard to replicate, even though we'll be pretty packed in, but usually that game is, is packed to capacity, whether it's here or in Belton. Um, we travel well, they travel well. And uh, it's, again, it's the game that we've kind of circled and the, uh, I would hopefully they've kind of circled too as a as a rival game. Way well, I'm reading the, the the schedule, you play your four other conference uh, division opponents, so you've got a four game regular season ending this week. And if you beat Mary Harden Baylor, are you the division champion then and going to the playoffs that way? Oh, uh, we have a really good shot at it. It's going to have to you know the loss. You know you're going to have to end up having a three way tie or a two way tie. Uh, if we beat Mary Harden Baylor, it, it gives us a really good shot at. at 
being the first seed and then uh, the playoff is they're just going to pair up, you know, one versus one, one from the east and one from the west, two from the east, two from the west, and down that for the fifth game. So uh, let's talk about your team. Uh, people will recognize your quarterback, Poppy Brown from Gilmer. I know you recruit a lot of East Texas kids, but uh, just tell me a little bit about your football team. Oh, yeah, we've uh, – We've been here for three years and slowly built up the classes. And again, to be successful, yeah, any program, we just feel that you have to have, uh, you know, about 30 in your class. You know, we want to have about 120 on the roster. And, uh, you know, we've got them from all over. We've got guys from uh, Louisiana, guys from East Texas, um, Dallas, Houston. You know, we do, do a pretty thorough job of evaluating. And uh, like you said, we've got guys, we have several guys from Carthage on the team, uh, from Longview, from Gilmer, from Pittsburgh, um, from Atlanta. I mean, you name it. We, we try to hit East Texas as hard as we can. Um, and uh, like you said, there's several names you'd recognize. Poppy Brown from Gilmer, played at Kilgore, um, Ahmad Farrier was for Longview, and he played at Kilgore also, um, several other J.C. guys. Um, but, yeah, it's a, we do try to build it from the ground up. And then, uh, again, like I said, we've kind of established uh, classes of about 30, and that's going to make the difference when you're playing with older, older guys. Right now our senior class is about, I think, 11 or 12. Um, they could come back with this situation of COVID. But, again, the junior class is right around 29, 30. Our sophomore class is just over 30. Our freshman class is in the 40s. Um, we'll lose a few of those uh, for different reasons. But, again, as long as we can maintain 30 in the class, we feel like we have a chance to compete nationally. You and I, of course, met when you were at Navarre. You coached there three years, won a conference championship. But the most, <clears throat> the, the coolest thing on, uh, that I get a kick out of on your resume, you were the head coach of the Belgrade Wolves of the – Central European Football League. My goodness, how in the world did you get that job? How'd you wind up coaching at the Belgrade Wolves, Coach? Uh, interesting story. You know, we had a, a change of presidency. Uh, Dr. Sanchez at, at Navarro College was awesome. Um, great president, great leader. And we had a change of administration, and I was big into FCA, did a lot of stuff there, and, and just things were being, uh, I guess, taken away for whatever reason. And... Uh, just had an opportunity to go over there. Um, a friend of mine had, had been over there before, so he kind of gave me an idea what European football was and uh, asked for a few things. Um, nothing was going to change. Uh, and then got on a plane and went to Belgrade. Uh, very interesting uh, situation and, and really had a blast over there. I mean, it was an awesome experience. How'd you guys do? Oh, uh, you know, we played in the European Championship. We were, we were blessed because we had some – some really good players, um, you know, over there, they, they really want to make it for the Europeans to learn football. So you're only allowed to have two Americans. Um, you mentioned the JC situation. So our two Americans were JC guys, one from, uh, we actually had three, but only two could play at a game. Um, one was from, uh, Sacramento state. He played at city college in San Francisco. He'd won a national champ. We had a linebacker that played at Blinn. That went to Utah State, I believe, or uh, Boise State. I'm sorry, Boise State. So we had some talented guys there, um, but it, it was a lot of fun. We ended up playing for the European Championship, um, played a team from Sweden. Now, the craziest thing 
is, and a lot of people don't understand this, this was kind of set up like a soccer deal. So you played, we played on Friday. We played a team from uh, London on Friday. We won. The Sweden team played a team from France that Friday. They won. We had Saturday off, and we played the championship that afternoon on Sunday. So you had one and a half days to rest. <laughs> and uh, it was it was an awesome game. There, the difference was they had a quarterback that was a Swedish guy that, to me, was a an FCS quarterback. I mean, really? he could have played. He could have played at Sam Houston, Stephen F. Um, that level of play, in my opinion. Big tall kid had a great arm. So their other two Americans were uh, a receiver. And a linebacker that can play running back and, you know, DB. And the, the final score, I believe, I, I should have this memorized by now. I think it was 81 to like 52. There was a whole bunch of offense going on and <laughs> we just couldn't stop them defensively. And, uh, just one of those games that kind of happened that way. But our defense was really good. Just that one game, it was a, it was an offense, offensive explosion both ways. There you go. Uh, what was skill level like for the kids? I mean, this um, is Serbia. You're playing in Serbia, basically, <laughs> Belgrade, Serbia. So what was the skill level like? Oh, uh, you know, we had the, the, the big difference uh, from America. It's kind of hard to to say where they would be at. I would say the level would probably be FCS to uh, to Division three okay. level play. But the big difference is, is, I mean, we had some monsters. I mean, we had the offensive line. We had six five guys. And, you know, Navarro, when I was there, we had – we were six six, six seven. We had a guy six eight that was playing the league. So the difference over there, they're six five guys, six six guys. They had just been playing football for a year. When our guys over here in America, I mean, that's that's kind of sport they grow up. I mean, you grow up playing baseball or football. I mean, you go outside, you're throwing a baseball around, or we're shooting baskets and playing football while they're out there playing soccer um, and uh, volleyball. Or uh, there's a, a handball game. I can't remember what it's called, but so that's kind of their their makeup. So they don't really have that innate skill level that we've had playing football. So it kind of differentiates that. But I mean, our running back was the Serbian Player of the Year, and he could easily played um, to made one double A Division two. Wow, he was a powerful running back. So and we had other guys, but again, it's a uh, it's hard to tell. Um, you know, until you play against those guys, but um, definitely kind of wide range. But again, just the the innate ability to react and make plays, like uh, guys that have been playing since Pee Wee Ball, versus guys that have just picked it up. But their love of the game is yep. is outstanding, and they just want to have a passion and a pride to kind of learn about American football. And uh, so when you say football over there, they think soccer. So you always got to say American football. <laughs> <laughs> Last two minutes that we have, these kids were getting paid too. This was a pro game, right? Yeah, yeah semi-pro. So they got paid some uh, a little bit. Now the Americans got paid for sure, mm -hmm. and it was a you know a good amount to to be over there, and their housing was free, and they had okay a good amount of spending money. But yeah, it was the, the talent was really good over there, and it is kind of a spinoff from NFL Europe. A lot of the teams that continued were originally the NFL Europe, European teams and cities. So that was uh, that's kind of what kept it going. So kudos to, to whoever decided to kind of make it happen in Europe. What were the fans great, like? Great what were the fans like? Uh, well, in the, the, the championship game, we pay, played uh, in a small, packed stadium on top of a mall. It was about five stories high. <laughs> um, and that was – it was uh, it probably held about – 
3,000, and we probably had it pretty close to full. Um, normal games, we were, we were playing in a, a whopping crowd of about 100 to 200. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think they had the, the entire fan base has gravitated to, to American football, but the guys that played the game, they loved it. I mean, it was it was time of their life. They'd go to work. We'd practice at uh, 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night. Um, when they got off work, it was a unique experience. So kind of like Division Three, I mean, the guys just loved playing football, and that's why they were out there. And last but not least, go get them on Saturday. Go win a championship, huh? Yes, sir. That's, uh, we plan to make the Tiger family proud. You're tuned in to the ETPU Sports Net, and this is the Texas Tiger Podcast.